Welcome to Answers May Vary. Each week, we listen to your dilemmas and try to come up with workable solutions you can put into place to start improving your teaching life today. I'm Kate Harkins. And I'm Stephanie Handley. And together with you, we're Three Heads. Today's dilemma, I feel like it's the dilemma of every teacher who's been teaching the same prep. Yes. For three or four yes. or five years. I want to change the novels I'm teaching second semester. I need a break from the ones <laughs> I've taught the last few years. Any suggestions on what to add, what to avoid? It's hard to tell without knowing yes. the grade level and type of class, but we'll just speak in generalities. Yes. <laughs> I think sometimes it's just good to hear for inspiration Yeah, what people like to teach or what they don't like to teach or what they try to avoid. Yes. And I know, disclaimer for me, as I was thinking through this, I have been in this teacher's shoes before and said, I cannot teach this mm -hmm. another year, but I did like it. So I couldn't put it on this list of like ones to avoid because mm -hmm. I get that. Sometimes it's a perfectly fine text. You enjoy it. There's good things, mm -hmm. but you've done it eight times in a row and you, you just need, need a break. break. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we each chose two books we loved teaching and one book we hated teaching. I did the inverse. You did I did inverse. one I loved and two, two I did Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So should we like go back and forth here? Yeah. All right. So my first one that I loved is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. And it's funny that I love teaching it because it's not a fun novel to read. It's absolutely not fun to reread every yeah. year. It's bleak and rough. Yeah. But it's beautiful. And I think that it's funny. The first year I taught it, Kate and I let our classes pick what the last book was going to be. So I taught it. She didn't. And we ended up bringing it into the curriculum because there's so much to talk about. Yes. And I think that the kids respond well to it. They're interested. It's a post-apocalyptic, if you're not familiar with it, a father and his son trying to survive in this mm -hmm. world. There's some real beauty in the way the story is constructed. It worked really well at the beginning of the year because it was easy to talk about how do the author's choices reinforce the meaning of the novel. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it led itself to really lend it itself. That's the word I was looking for, <laughs> lent itself to, I think, just some really meaningful class discussion. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that every year, even if it was not my favorite reread. I think it's a really good introduction to AP Lit. Yes. It's not so challenging that a student would get really discouraged by it. Yeah. But it's not so easy that when they read it, they feel like they're getting everything. Because I think if yeah. you pick something that's too easy that a student feels like, ah, oh, I got this. Yeah. Not like adequately prepared for what's to come. Yeah. So I think... It's a nice intro. And it's off of what you're saying, the symbolism is in that sweet spot where mm -hmm. it's pretty clear, yeah. but it's not like beating you over the head with it. To be fair, we didn't talk about the road as a primary symbol. <laughs> we focused on the fire, but I guess I would have to remove that beating you over the head with it if it was the other. <laughs> okay, so mine that I love, I have to preface by saying I am not good at favorites and things that I hate. I'm just not that kind of a person. <laughs> um, I tend not to feel passionate love or passionate hatred for anything. I was just going to say as a human, not a even human, about books. <laughs> my family was playing a game and you had to choose your favorite and everybody was laughing because I just 
don't do that. And I've passed it on to my son that he <laughs> struggles to pick things that are his favorite. <laughs> he does have passions, though. I feel like the best example of a difference in our personalities was when Kate and her husband and I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary. And he and I are like tears rolling down our faces. Yeah. And Kate's like, oh, my gosh, you guys. <laughs> It's good. We don't need to cry. Something that I really enjoy teaching is Pride and Prejudice. Mm. It's really easy to help students to have those sort of aha light bulb Mm. moments. And it's really easy to bring them into Jane Austen's world. And then with very little sort of shifting, get them to see how it's still relevant in today's society. I always like having those moments with students where they're like, oh, I get it. Oh, I get why that's funny or I get what Austin was trying to say. And it's The Road and Cormac McCarthy where you can get them to see what it was that McCarthy was trying to achieve and letting them have those aha moments. That's exciting. I also happen to enjoy the way that Austin writes and how she presents these ideas. And I tend to like the characters and that helps as well. But that's probably something I enjoyed teaching the most. I think my gamble paid off because I was a little like on the fence about whether I wanted to pick this one or not. And I was (laughs) like, I bet Kate will pick it. I agree with everything she Mm -hmm. said. I think it's also just a really good story. I will be happy to read that every year. With The Road, I like it because of the discussion, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, you want me to read that every year? (laughs) Done. But I think it was fun. We really tried to hype it up a little bit too Mm -hmm. in the sense of, okay, this is going to seem challenging, but it's a great story. And it was really fun to always have a couple students who went home and watched the BBC miniseries Mm -hmm. really got into it as Mm -hmm. well. I feel like I stole one of Kate's also on this one a little bit, maybe. I don't Um, know if it would make my favorites, but I didn't. uh, So I think, okay, the book is Dear Martin by (laughs) Nick Stone. And I don't think that the novel in and of itself was my favorite. What I liked about it is that we taught it to our standard level sophomores And it felt like the first time that most of them liked the book. Mm, I think that was what I really liked about it. And I wish we had found it earlier in our career because we only Mm -hmm. got to teach it once before we left teaching. And so I it was during the pandemic and we felt like the novel we traditionally did was not going to work well Mm -hmm. in a Zoom kind of situation. And with all the Black Lives Matter movement going on in the world, we wanted to address that as well. And so we got permission to bring in this new text that wasn't traditionally part of our curriculum. And it was just one of the first times that many students liked the book and told us they liked the book. And you could tell they were listening to the audio or working on the assignments and understanding Mm -hmm. them. And in our standard level classes, that's so rare that it was a real treat to watch them enjoy it and have some thoughts about it. Yeah. I think that particular text invites them to think more than typically in our experience those students were interested in thinking. thinking. (laughs) And so that's always nice. Yeah, it is a good book, but I Mm -hmm. think it was the experience that the students had with it that made me really enjoy teaching it. Yeah. Okay, so since I only had one, I'm going to switch (laughs) over to my first one that I didn't like teaching. I did not like teaching Jane Eyre. I knew it. I was predicting (laughs) that would be her hate book. (laughs) Now I'm really excited to hear the second one. (laughs) Yeah. So I taught it twice. I would say, let me take that back. 
I used it twice. I taught it once. The first time I used it was as summer reading for AP. That was the year that we that, that I started. That started. we met. It was yeah, the first year that we had AP, and the only reason I picked it was because it was what was available <laughs> that was AP appropriate. Yeah, because we were at a new school oh, that yeah. had never had a twelfth grade before. <laughs> <laughs> and we had limited text available to us. And so I had to choose something that was available. <laughs> I remember my principal was like, why did you pick that book? That was like a year <laughs> later, two years later. I was like, it was what was there. So that one I didn't really teach. That wasn't the point of the summer reading was for teaching purposes. The next time that I taught it was Coming back to AP Lit mm -hmm. after being gone for two years from teaching it. I was still at the school, at the school. just not teaching it. We won't talk about why. That's a whole separate and how issue. Illegal it was. <laughs> so I did not want to teach it. <laughs> As I'm looking at the we're, we're laughing did. this whole thing is making us laugh because I like the book, but I will agree to some of her concerns in a moment here. Yeah. The problem that I had with it, and part of the problem probably was from within myself. I could get students to engage with Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. I could not get them to engage with Jane Eyre. And part of it was because I think I couldn't engage with it. So when about half my class didn't finish the book, was I surprised? Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. To be honest, I don't think even I finished it. I had read that it before. Year. I was like, I don't need to reread this. That's funny. It's been a point of contention with us because I like the long British novels mm -hmm. much more than Kate does. But... I agree. It didn't work well with the class. And to be fair, we mm -hmm. were working with someone who wanted to be a little less structured in mm -hmm. the way they approach the text with students. And that was not a text for which that strategy worked right. at all. And so it it did really feel like a flop. And I don't know that I would teach it again. Mm -hmm. I do love the book, though. So I was less averse to it than Kate was. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the characters. Just... My hate book is Frankenstein. I, <laughs> I like this one. So that's so funny because I didn't think that you did. I think, okay, let's see. I think number one, I don't like teaching it because the kids think it's going to be great. They think it's going to be like a Halloween scary story. Yes. And it's not. There's the whole Arctic thing frame and then the actual story could be slow if you mm -hmm. feel like you're expecting it to be like the movies. And so mm -hmm. I just felt like everyone would be excited and then real disappointed and yeah. it would be kind of a slog. I have complicated feelings about the quality of that book. I think there's some <laughs> interesting ideas in it, but mm -hmm. I also think it absolutely comes off like a rough draft you wrote at a lake house. I don't hate the book in and of itself, mm -hmm. but I it's not a fun experience to teach because students have very different expectations than what the book actually is. Yeah, I do think it's a definitely a case where you cannot overcome like pop culture. Yes. That it's so ingrained in our minds that Frankenstein is the monster uh -huh. and to get students to even stop calling the monster Frankenstein <laughs> is really hard. But I enjoy teaching it. It doesn't go over well. I do think that there's a certain type of AP students yes. who responds really well. Yes. You're more 
scientific-minded yes. student respond really positively. To and I think the themes of it are really interesting. I think there's mm-hmm. really interesting discussions to be had about how much we should be meddling with the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was too many barriers to overcome yeah. to have that be a pleasant experience. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When <laughs> you didn't want to teach it, I was like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to fight for it. <laughs> If it had been between Jane Eyre and Frankenstein, I would have gone <laughs> you to the Frankenstein. For Frankenstein. That's for sure. The other one that I didn't like teaching, and it doesn't have anything to do with my personal feelings, is I did not like teaching Huck Finn. Even Ooh. though I enjoy Huck Finn, it's very slow. Mm. And it's hard to keep students engaged yeah. in what become sort of repetitive. And I understand why it's repetitive. I don't know. I just really struggled with that book. I only taught it once. I think I enjoyed the into teaching it more than I did the actual teaching of it. I was teaching it to standard level students. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that played a role in it at all. The dialect is really challenging. Yeah. yeah. It was just not something that I cared to revisit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how I would feel about The Great Gatsby. I just, I've never taught it, but like, I can't with that book. I have to like characters. <laughs> can't stand them. <laughs> so I don't know that this week we actually answered your yeah. question, but I do think maybe if we're going to say we did accomplish anything, yeah. maybe some food for thought. Yeah. For you, because I think that That when you look to change the books that you're teaching, I think there's two reasons for it. One is either you are just burned out on it, which if you are at the point where you're like, I just can't do this again, we taught The Bluest Eye for many years, and it is a fantastic book. Yeah. And so easy to help students see how the style reinforces the meaning. But it is something that is stomach turning. Yeah. And there was a point in time where we're just like, we just can't do it this no. year. And I think that it was something where that was going to affect how we taught mm-hmm. the book because we would have rushed some yes. things, maybe not been as willing to explore some yeah. elements. Just because it was like, I just, I can't do it this year. And I think it was also, we were starting to see a lot more students who were being open about troubling experiences they had that were similar. And we just felt like we wanted the classroom to not feel like that uncomfortable of a place for for all of us, which is not to say it's not worth reading. Like it's important to read. And Mm -hmm. for years, we thought it was worth the controversy. It just... Yeah, there came a point where we just needed to not. Yeah, and it it didn't necessarily mean that we wouldn't have ever taught it again. But sometimes you get that feeling, and maybe it's because we were senior teachers who worked on personal statements. and So we had our own sort of feelings, and then we also knew that there were multiple students in the class who had experiences that could potentially be triggering to read the book. And so we just decided, you know what, we're going to set it aside. So I think sometimes it has to do with your own personal feelings. And then other times it has to do with the dynamics of your class. And so I think you want to consider those things. If it's just, I want something new and different because I want something exciting, maybe 
decide if that's really what you feel, then hopefully you have something in mind that you want to take its place. But I think sometimes if you just go in with, I don't know what I want to teach. I don't want to teach that. Then in my observation, when it's been that circumstance, sometimes you get in with books where you're like, why did we pick this book? Or what were we thinking? This We thought it was going to be better than it was. And so unfortunately, (laughs) I think it's not so easy to pick novels that are going to work. And maybe that's why we tread the same ground over and over (laughs) again. But Think about the reason why you want to get Mm -hmm. rid of it. And if you want to get rid of it just temporarily or if you want to do a whole like revamp. revamp. That was what I had to do with Fences by August Wilson. It's a great play. Just there was a season where it was like, I have taught this too many times, Mm -hmm. just can't this year. But Mm -hmm. then we did come back to it because it works really well. And it's a great play. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just need a break. I think also think about what you're trying to accomplish with it. Yeah. Because I think for us, when we did Dear Martin, the students were at home. They had been at home for a year at that mm-hmm. point. And we felt like if we're going to get any buy-in at all, it has to be more about enjoying the reading experience mm-hmm. than anything else. So that was a predominating factor in our choice, but also in our justification to our mm-hmm. admin team for it. Where with AP, sometimes there was a particular theme we needed to cover. There was a particular kind of point we were trying to hit in making sure we had a broad range of voices. And you do need to think about what purpose is it serving either the change or, you know, what what do you need? Do you need to substitute in something that accomplishes something similar? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that something we said resonated with you, that you have something you can put to work in your classroom. If you have a book that you love to teach or that you would prefer never to see again, (laughs) (laughs) let us know. We're very interested. If you have a dilemma you'd like to talk to us about or you'd like to hear us talk about, email us at hello at threeheads.works. If you want to be notified of our next upload, be sure to follow us. Thanks for listening. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.